It's my show. Well, would you look at that? What? We're still here. What do you mean? Of course we're still here. Where else will we be? Well, we could be dead. What? Why are you always so bleak? I'm not bleak. I'm just logical. Every day after I hit 70 years old, I just look at every day as a gift. Okay, I guess that's optimistic and not too bleak. I mean, every morning when I wake up, I go, holy shit, I'm still alive. I for sure thought I'd be dead by now. Oh, there's the bleak again. You know, there's one thing we know about us doggos, and that is... We don't live long lives. The average dog lives only 10 to 13 years human time. Too damn short. We've developed yet another drinking game for you fleshies while you're listening to our show, since we all know how many of you like to imbibe on the brewskis. I love IPAs. So you'll mostly hear us say it in our Breed of the Week segments, but today we'll be saying it a lot due to the nature of our subject. Go on and try it. Say it along with us. One, two, three. Too Too damn damn short. short. No, we're not talking about your bank account or Oompa Loompas or your new boyfriend's privates, we are talking about doggos' lifespans. Too damn short! I mean, it is pretty, pretty tragic for you, fleshies, because we doggos imprint so hard on you in such a short period of time. You make it sound like we stomped on them. Not stomped, per se, but stamped. We stamped our little warm personalities on their big cold hearts. True that! And then, when we die, oh boy is it hard on you, fleshies. Maybe it's even harder on you than when your relative dies. Like your cousin! Or your husband. Or your flesh Bob Frank. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. We know that your flesh robs is everything to you. Well, I don't know, Indy. I mean, I've seen some fleshies cry more over their Fido passing than their own grown-ass kids. It's like that cat commercial. You know, when your daughter calls to her mom and the mom's having the me time with her kiddies, she says, hey, mom, I fell. And mom's like, oh, okay, well, bandage yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're definitely not trying to compare ourselves to fleshies' children. I mean, we know how attached you can be to them because, you know, they're like an extension of you. And they popped them out of their foops. That's not where babies come from, I told you, Indy. Well, we're digressing. So today, we're going to discuss the top dog breeds that live the longest. I better be on this list. Spoiler alert, you're not. Damn it! So we'll get started right after this week's... From the skyscrapers of New York to the coast of California, this is Doggo News! In today's Doggo News, the New York Times recently did an article on a new phenomenon that's taking over the posh dog's world. Ooh, pray tell. So, you know how mother and father sometimes get a whole bunch of, like, cheese and meats and olives and crackers and stuff, and then they put them on, like, a wood cutting board to drink with their wine? Yes. Why are you bringing this up? Now I'm really hungry. Yeah, well, apparently, fleshies are making these kinds of boards now for dogs, except instead of using all the super tasty fleshy stuff, they're putting things like dog treats and fruit and veggies and other dog-friendly stuff. And now they're calling it barcuterie, you know, instead of the fleshy charcuterie. <laughs> See, here's the thing, fleshies. We know you love us, but there's really no need for you to go out of your way and make something separate for us. We'll be happy just eating your prosciutto and Spanish cheese. <laughs> exactly. Well, veterinarian Aziza Glass says that fleshies should use things like carrots and cucumber strips, bananas and strawberries, as well as low-sodium turkey jerky to help paw rents focus on good nutrition for their pets. I'll take some sosa bretta, some smoked gouda, along with a nice figgy jam and some grapes. Grapes? Why did it have to be grapes? (laughs) 
She's kidding. She's kidding. She's not going to eat the grapes. We promise. Yeah, she thinks I said I was going to bite somebody. <laughs> anyway, you can check out the pictures of barcuteries on our Facebook page. Next up in doggo news, the blog Pure Wow recently did an article about the things boomers roll their eyes at millennials and Gen Zers, their pet parent. You know, boomers have made a big comeback this last year. That vax thing sure made them popular. True. All right, so number one on the list is how the younger generations are now negotiating pet perks at work. Huh, interesting. Like what? Uh, where a lot of fleshy workers are convincing their employees to let them bring their pups to work. In fact, since this last year saw so many new pet adoptions due to the beer virus, more and more young workers are saying they would switch jobs if their workplace became more dog-friendly. Huh, like I want to sit next to you all day in your stinky office. I want to be outside. Yeah, but some fleshies gotta work. I'd go. I don't know what I'd wear every day, but I'd go. You're a sucker. Okay, what's next? What's next? Uh, paying health insurance premiums for your dogs. Boomer thinks that's just silly. You know what our old vet told mother? The best pet insurance is a fat savings account. True. It can be difficult to navigate all the loopholes in pet insurance. You want to make sure you're not getting screwed. Okay, so what else? What else? Including pet children in bridal parties. What? Whatever. We walked down the aisle with mother and father in Yosemite, and that was great, except that you ruined it. I did not. You saw, like, three little squirrels, and you started barking like a maniac while father's cousin was trying to play the acoustic guitar. I was gonna kill those squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> settle down, settle down. Sorry. Okay, finally, the other thing that boomers get annoyed by how the younger generations deal with their pets is when they store food alongside the fleshy food in the fridge. All right, well, that's just ridiculous. I mean, what's wrong with that, boomers? Dogs, we're just like you. Studies show that fewer and fewer millennials and Gen Zers would let their dogs eat food or snacks that have a long list of mystery ingredients. Sometimes their dog food is not only organic, but oftentimes can be healthier than what the fleshies themselves stick in their own mouths. Well, <laughs> that sounds a bit perverse. But I think you're referring to things like greasy fast food. Yes, Eddie, get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, it's hard to do, but I'll try. All right, let's get on with today's topic. Oh, yes, I am so curious. All right, so it looks like, sorry, Andy, that the longest living dogs tend to be smaller dogs. Not always, but sometimes. Well, what kind of dog has the longest recorded life? Well, according to Wikipedia, not Woofopedia, in the United States, the oldest dog on record was born in 1975 and died in 2000. At a whopping 28 years old fleshy time, and he was a beagle named Butch. Wow, that is a really long time. Whoa! But the oldest dog in the world was an Australian cattle dog named Bluey, who lived in Australia and was a whopping 29 years and 160 days old when he died in 1939. Hmm, less byproducts and food back then, I guess. Who knows why he lived so long, but that is incredible. Well, who's the third oldest? A Welsh corgi from the UK named Taffy, who lived 20 27 years and 211 days. Wow, that's amazing. See, none of these dogs are really that small. Yeah, but uh, Beagle's kind of small. So, according to a recent article in Newsweek, some of the longest living dogs include Jack Russell and Parson Russell Terriers, Lasso Opsos, Miniature Dotsons, Dachshunds, Bearded Collies, Cardigan Welsh Corgis, Miniature Poodles, English Springer Spaniels. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, okay. This little dog list is annoying. I need to take a breather for a second, so let's get into... 
Monday's Mutts. In today's Monday's Mutts, a Basenji named Bay was found after five years of wandering the streets of Massachusetts, braving five cold winters, and finally making it back to her owner. What? That's crazy. How in the bananas foster did she survive? Nobody will know the deep secrets of the survival of Bay, but luckily, she was brought back to her owner after some fleshies discovered her microchip. Apparently, she was at her owner's brother's house while her owner was on a business trip when Bay escaped. After that, Bay traveled over 30 miles where they found her, and they were able to return her back home. Only five years later, no big deal. Unbelievable! This is why you should never leave your dog with someone else. Come on, Zeddy, that's just not possible, and you know it. All right, fine, but this is why you need to check all the fences and gates before you leave your dog with your irresponsible brother. Well, that sounds more doable. Bay's owner couldn't believe it when she heard the news that they found her dog. Could you imagine? She must have been in shock. Mother would break down in tears. Could you imagine? Father would, too. I mean, over me, of course. Well, don't even think about it. You running away would be devastating. Well, I'm glad that you agree that if I ran away, that they would be devastated. Well, they wouldn't be devastated over me running away because I wouldn't run away because I'm not an idiot. Anyway, check out our Facebook page to see a picture of Bay and read the whole story. Alright, back to the longest living dog breeds. Yes, yes, yes. Where were we? Also included on the list are Shetland Sheepdogs. Hey, they're about my size. Shih Tzus. Well, they're little top knots. Toy Poodles. Border Collies. Border Collies are great. West Highland and White Terriers. Whippets. Oh, like Disco. Yeah, the fact that Disco has so many female friends could also be a contributing factor to his long life. True, true. These dogs on the list I mentioned can live longer but generally they have an average life expectancy of 13 to 14 years. It's still too damn short. What other dogs made the list? Well, I'll tell you all about it after this week's Digging Deep and Doggo Hell. So guys, as you may or may not know, sometimes I have a serious itch issue. Like some fishies get crabs. Not in my crotch area. Fine, not in your crotch area, but in other places. So anyway, recently the doc told me that I had a flea allergy, meaning that sometimes if I get bit by a flea, their saliva has this thing in it that causes an allergic reaction in dogs like me. So a single flea bite can cause itching for days, even if the flea, like, jumps off me. Wait a minute, what happened to your disclaimer? Oh, right, all right. Okay, wait, I forgot. I think I I got one down. Okay, roll it. You know, we really should have had this disclaimer right after the lead-in. Too late. Roll it. The Zeddy and Indy Show do not claim to be experts in pet health, and anything they say is meant for informational or educational purposes, and not intended as medical advice. Please consult your veterinarian when treating your dog or pet. Also, fuck kibble. All right, that sounds legal enough. Right? I thought so myself. Do your due-due diligence, fleshies. Okay, now back to my itchy problem. What did you do about it? Well, the last time my itchiness just wouldn't go away, the doc gave me an injection of Cytopoint. Cyto who? Can you spell that for me? Because unless I can read it, I can't see it. C-Y-T-O-P-O-I-N-T. Cytopoint. Gotcha. Thank you. My brain just works that way. Gotta see it to believe it. So anyway, Cytopoint is an antibody. It's not a drug, so it's considered safe with relatively few dogs getting side effects. Also, it can work with dogs who have comorbidities, like me, because, you know, my heart murmur and all that. Oh, that's great to know. Yeah, and it works immediately. Like, as soon as I get the injection, within a day, I stop itching entirely. It's like magic. You can give Cytopoint to your dog every four to eight weeks through your vet. Although, if you think the itching is caused by a flea allergy, giving your dog year-round flea medication is a good way to avoid the shot. Oh, I think I know what happened. When you had that little heart murmur diagnosed, Mama refrained from giving you the oral flea medication because the doc- 
doc said that it wasn't good for your heart with your issues. Yeah, just a few weeks off the flea meds and bam, I get bit. I'm sure it's because I have sweet blood, you know, and fleas just love to bite me. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what it is. So ask your vet about Cytopoint if your dog seems to have uncontrollable itching issues. All right, now let's get back to the subject. So next on our list of the longest living dog breeds, according to Newsweek, are dogs that can live an average of 12 years or more. Too damn short. short. These dogs include Afghan hounds, golden retrievers, Australian shepherds, beagles, Bichon frises, English cocker spaniels, English setters, Irish setters, Labrador retrievers, Maltese, and miniature schnauzers. Is that it? That's the entire list because I think there's a crucial dog that is missing. Uh, you're right. I do believe they missed one of the longest living dogs, none other than a dog like our good friend. Oh. My ears were ringing, so I had to fly down. Yay, Luxters! We thought it was so weird that your kind didn't make the Newsweek list. Yes, well, technically, after my DNA results came in, I am also quite a bit Pomeranian. Yeah, but you know you got a lot of Chihuahua in you. That's what she said. Just kidding, she didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, you were pretty damn old when you passed, weren't you? Well, I was 17, which is like a thousand in doggo time. Uh, I don't think that's quite right, but it's close. And yes, chihuahuas are known to have a very long lifespan. It's because we are spectacular. Oh, for sure you were, Lucky. You are our number one amigo. I did enjoy our time together on this earthly plane. Playing together and frolicking on the hikes. It was a special time for me and the Jasmine. I was wondering how long it was going to take before you brought her up. Anyway, I must go now. Bill Whitaker is guest hosting on Jeopardy tonight, and I don't want to miss it. All right, cool, Lexers. Thanks for stopping by. Adios, amigos. Wax on, wax on, wax on. Adios. Oh, I miss that little fella. Yeah, boy, did he have a long life, and yet... Too damn short! How could they leave chihuahuas off the list? Yeah, and I read in the comments section that pugs also can have long lives. I guess it really can't be dependent on your health, your diet, your environment, and, you know, staying off the evil kibble. Fuck kibble! Alright, well, since our topic was the longest living breeds, let's go ahead and jump right into this week's... Since the Chihuahua was somehow mysteriously left off the Newsweek list, let's go ahead and make them our Breed of the Week. Most freshies out there already know a lot about the Chihuahua. It's a very famous dog, possibly most well-known in the United States, as represented by the Taco Bell ambassador. Yo quiero Taco Bell. I love those ancient commercials. Yeah, when you see those on YouTube? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't alive when they were made, but yeah, YouTube. According to the AKC, the Chihuahua is indeed one of the longest living dogs, with an average life expectancy of 14 to 16 years. Too damn short. short! They are also some of the world's smallest dogs, weighing an average of 4 to 6 pounds and an average height of 4 to 8 inches tall. That's why they're commonly known as purse dogs, because they can really just be put in a bag and walked around anywhere with them. Chihuahuas are one of the oldest breeds of the Americas, going back to the ancient kingdoms of pre-Columbian times. They're also a national symbol of Mexico and, of course, football. <laughs> you mean soccer. No, they call it football, dear. <laughs> but it's soccer. Don't you dare contradict our Mexican amigos. All right, all right, just relax. Chihuahuas are loyal, charming, and full of personality, although they require training because they tend to have a Napoleon complex. Meaning they think they are bigger dogs that rule the roost. Yeah, I've definitely seen video of chihuahuas going crazy and trying to attack fleshy strangers, and sometimes they can even go after big dogs. The big dogs just look at the little barking chihuahuas like, oh, you got a death wish, huh? <laughs> exactly. I mean, could you imagine, like, a big Rottweiler would just, like, lift up his paw and just boop, 
Squash down on a little chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, training is important to get their big egos under control. Here's some trivia for you, Indy. Which came first, the dog breed named Chihuahua or the Mexican state named Chihuahua? Oh, that's easy. The dog breed was named after the state because that's where the earliest specimens of the breed was found. Wow, I, I'm impressed, Indy. Maybe you should, uh, you know, try out for Jeopardy Dog Week. How did you know that? Well, I just read it over your shoulder. Oh. Another interesting thing about the Chihuahua is they're really smart for such a little dog brain. I mean, they're considered some of the smartest dogs out there. Quick-witted and easy to train, but potty training might be a little bit more difficulty because of their smaller bladders. Another interesting story about Chihuahua is that they can be extremely fierce and aggressive if not trained. In 2014, a pack of street Chihuahuas terrorized a neighborhood in Arizona as they teamed up with other dogs and Chihuahuas, which caused residents to make over 6,000 calls to animal control. <laughs> I wonder who the pack leader was. Yeah, it was probably a Chihuahua. <laughs> Chihuahuas also tend to like other chihuahuas and are not necessarily so great with other dogs. So again, training them is very, or should I say, muy importante. So there you have it, Fleshies. This week's Breed of the Week is the Chihuahua. You know, Andy, I've been thinking, I really do want to live a long life. Do you? Yeah. I mean, as long as it's, you know, with you and mother and father. Well, I agree. You know, if I only had to live with you, I might reconsider. <laughs> Speaking of mama and daddy, I'd like to get back to them for some cuddle time, so we should try and wrap this thing up. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. As always, we always wrap up our show from reading a page from our book. 865 reasons why having a dog is so much better than having a kid. Reason number nine, breastfeeding. Could you imagine if mother had to breastfeed us? <laughs> that would be so weird. I don't know. It might be okay. <laughs> Weirdo. But breastfeeding babies, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, I heard mother talking to a friend the other day who just had a baby. She was talking about how much pain she was in because her nipples were so dry and raw. Ouch, that sounds terrible. Those little flesh blob franks just suck all the goodness right out of our fleshy, leaky boobies. I've also heard that some babies have a hard time latching on. Yeah, I don't think that would be an issue for you. <laughs> I mean, you're a total latcher honor. You know, mother would have to, like, get a vice grip or something to pull you off. Stupid! <laughs> you would be like the jaws of life! <laughs> okay, fine, the jaws of life. <laughs> you would be so needy and whiny. I need more mother's milk! Wow! You would just shove me out of the way and keep both dipples to yourself. Splay across one of them and suck on the other. Well, well, you know, I'm a growing boy. <laughs> I mean, this conversation got a little bit weird. Yes, it did. I also heard Halmany say that when she was pregnant with mother, she had to use formula because she had to go to her office job. And then one time when she was at work, she heard a baby crying and boom, all the milk started pouring right out of her nips. Crazy. And please don't say nips. It's just inappropriate. What? Nips? Nips is short for nipples. Yeah, I know. Anyway, with dogs, you just got to make sure not steal us away from our mothers too soon. Otherwise, you know, we might have some mental issues. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you sound like you know this from experience. All I know is that it's best to keep a puppy with its mama for at least eight weeks. Otherwise, the puppy can be nervous and have some aggression issues towards fleshies, like biting. So is that what happened to you? I don't know why every time we talk about something traumatic, you always gotta 
just turn it around on me. Uh, what do you mean? You're always projecting bad stories on me as if I'm the only one that's been dealt a bad hand. Well, you kind of did until Mother and Father rescued you. Look, I'm trying to live in the, in the present, not dwell on the past and forget about the trauma. And all you keep doing is bringing it back up. All right, all right, calm down, Andy, calm down, okay? I'm sorry, I just, I don't mean to make you feel bad. I'm just, you know, sometimes I wonder why you're such a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm done. You finish the rest of this episode by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, I've had enough of your antics, so, you know, you do this one alone and see how it goes. I'm out of here. Whoa, someone's got her monthly. <laughs> just kidding, she's neutered. She doesn't get her monthly. I'm speed that neutered, you idiot. <laughs> okay, fleshy friends. Well, I guess that means I should wrap it up early today. <laughs> uh, tune in every Monday for new episodes of the Zeddy and Indy Show, and make sure you like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We love to hear from our fans, so reach out to us with any questions and comments, and we'll do our best to get back to you. Um, uh, what else? Uh, oh yeah, and as always, a special shout-out goes to our Fuck Kibble Patreons. Leisha Larson, Olga Ekman, Bailey, Lexi, Teresa, Willie Walter, and Stife and Tambo London. <laughs> You too can become a Patreon at visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the Zeddy and Indie Show. There you'll learn more about our special perks and getting early access to our shows. Okay, I'm back. Whoa, that was fast. Well, you can't live without me, huh? Uh, my name's on the door. You can't just kick me out. Uh, your name is certainly not on the door. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a figure of speech. I do not intend to be bullied off the stage. <laughs> Again, there is no stage, so I don't know how I would bully you off of it. Jalapenos and sticky buns, will you just shut up already? <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in, fleshy friends. And until next time, smell, smell you later! later.